tragedy. It's the only word I can really fully go into when talking about season two of this show or the show uh, as a whole. Uh, not since Dante Allegari gave us the Dante's Inferno have I seen a, a, a waltz into a pit turn into such despair for our main character. In this case, a cutie named Rico, who we've already talked on. If you haven't uh, listened to our first episode on it, go on back, take a look at that, and then come on back. Or don't. You're a person. Do what you want. Today, talking season two, uh, what kind of got our goat, and kind of just reveling in some of the messed up moments that this show obviously was going to give us. And uh, frankly, probably going to end up talking about butts at some point. This show's got a fascination with it, and frankly, we're going to talk about it. Welcome back. Oh, is that Phantom over there? To the I Married a Wee podcast. No, it's me, Tom. The guy who's wearing a really cool tie-dye shirt made by my young cousin. Thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you new here? I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. The other one being my beautiful wife sitting over there. What's your name? I'm Danielle. Wow. First time hearing that. Like it. <laughs> Um, you know, we're just a married couple who have probably aged out, but we're going to still sit here and talk about it <laughs> regardless. And uh, if you like what you hear, let us know. Maybe go ahead and rate us on whatever you're listening to us on. And, and if you can, just follow us on Instagram. I married we pod on Instagram. Uh, you can find a link tree that'll get you to our discord too. pop in there and talk to us. We enjoy having the friends that we have through this podcast and we're uh, blessed to to, to have a daily conversation with each and every one of you. So if you're not new here, we truly thank you. Uh, this podcast would be nothing except for us listening to it by ourselves, <laughs> Just which would two be listens. weird, which would be weird. Yeah. Uh, but hey, nothing weirder than this show. Am I right? Uh, talking as you already read and heard in the intro season two, Made in Abyss was so excited. Big, uh, big gap in between it, because as I've heard, the manga sometimes takes a little bit, so I guess the creator of it, you never know if you're going to get a month in between a chapter or if you're going to get six months in between a chapter, but that's nothing uh, on the king of Hunter Hunter's timelines. Uh-huh. Bless his heart. I hope he's doing well. Uh, that being said, guys, what you're listening to is actually <laughs> the second go at this, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, oh, we got a quarter of the way through episode and we just weren't feeling it. No, we recorded 58 fucking minutes. <laughs> Uh, we, we locked eyes, me and my wife here, and we said, well, that one sucked. So I'm hoping this one's better because I'm not doing it again. Yeah, it was, that was rough. I think it just got a little too depressing, but that's kind of the nature of it. (laughs) It's the nature of the show, no? Yeah. So hopefully this one's a little better. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, yeah. No, so, uh, hopefully you guys watched it if you haven't. I I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you're here, but seriously, you can keep listening because... We're going to talk about some events, but this is a show. We say it every time, and I say that every time. So this is Inception. (laughs) But truly, there's not much we can spoil about this show. This is to be watched. You need to. You have to. You have to. The layers 
punch are way too nice. thick nice. of the plot. Damn, Yoga is thick. <laughs> Abyss. Uh, <laughs> Abyss. <laughs> uh, but no, this is, uh, I would definitely, Maiden Abyss is one that I've always recommended, even though it's a bit, a bit weird, um, certainly. And I, there's definitely things I don't like about the show. We're, we're no stranger to that. And we talk about that a little bit in the, uh, the original episode, but season two, no stranger. We get a little bit of history, uh, regarding how adventurers got there. And we mm-hmm. just get a little bit more introduction into a bunch more cast that if you could remember everyone, <laughs> the amount of hollows they had a new language going on. It felt like I was watching game of Thrones season one again, which is something in game of Thrones. I was like, I'm never going to remember all these. Yeah. Luckily, these uh, characters stick around just as long as uh, they do in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. The season uh, of a thousand names. Catch me not learning any of them. Susu. <laughs> Sosu. <laughs> Sosu. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this show whack as fuck, Sosu. Uh, that's a little joke because there's a character in the show that uh, you already know. I'm not going to explain it to you. Maiden mm-hmm. uh, Abyss, the golden city of the scorching sun. A little bit of uh, thesaurus use on that title. Mm. Um. It's a great one. I, I think the consensus here is it's a great second season. Um, something I will give credit where credit is due with Made in Abyss and the creation of this. Um, I could Google and give that name a shout out, but uh, you guys can Google too. Um, <laughs> don't do it if you're driving though. Uh, anywho, the amount that can be packed into a 12 episode season. I can't believe this was 12. Was season one also 12? I'm going to go ahead and actually look that up. That I care enough about. Uh, Made in Abyss season one is a 13 episode show. There is no fucking way a show should be able to pack this much in, but it does it. And that is where this is one of one of the better shows for me. I I was about to bet that season one was 24 because it felt so long. Dense. Dense, baby. Wow. Incredible. Um, So we had, of course season one, 13 episodes. There was three movies. Technically the first two are just recaps. So theoretically, if you don't want to watch a 13 episode season, just watch movies one and two, it'll get you up to speed. And then movie three, uh, which goes by the name of Maiden Abyss Dawn of the deep sleep, which was an incredible watch. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the movie as well. Uh, this one, it, this show is rated by the way, R. So don't watch this one with your kids. Um, Preferably alone. This is not one you want to have your blinds or your parents walking through. Sometimes there's some weird There's some moments. Stuff. There's some moments there might be a hand picking up some diarrhea. <laughs> you, never, you never know what you are in for with this show. The fucked up factor is kind of what it goes for. And sometimes to its fault. I think this show has now hit a niche where it's like there is a little bit of like they're pushing for some shock value. Mm, whatever it's still it's not taking away from anything so i'll give it a pass now mm-hmm. uh the only reason i say that is rated r is because of violence and profanity okay watch your profanity there's profanity in this oh sure no i have no idea maybe in the in the new language that we were given i'm not really sure maybe oh. they say shit kind of like our podcast and stuff like that oh um that being said spoilers will definitely be incoming here shortly but uh long of the short of the long of it is uh, humanity has found a pit known as the abyss. If you go into it, uh, depending on how deep you go, the harsher the curse is to come back up. Our main characters for season two here have gone uh, past the point of no return. It's now basically get to the bottom or die. <laughs> wow. Can't believe that's what this show's about if you look at the characters because they're so cute. 
And their children. And their children. Uh, but, you know, thus is, uh, it's a good lesson on life. I think there's a lot of stuff that can be read through the, uh, the tone of this show and maybe most of it being on the head, but you can really, you can get some different messaging out depending on where you're at in your life. And this one is certainly going to be showing you that life's tough, uh, and can be very brutal in some cases. Uh, just make sure to, uh, definitely, uh, you know, keep humble in life. Because there can be a lot of things going wrong for you. And, you know, if you're breathing and you're eating craft uh, macaroni and cheese, you're mm-hmm. doing okay. Um, speaking of doing okay, I hope everyone's uh, week is off to a good start. Uh, because, frankly, we're getting there. This is the week that begins the next phase of our anime careers. We had, uh, I believe it was today, actually. Mm. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury, episode one, came out. No. My brother, Colin, said that it's delayed, I think. Uh, Mal says aired October 2nd, and it has episode one being listed. Maybe it was delayed, maybe not. But as of my info... Maybe it was... He knows so many Gundam things. He knows a lot. Your brother is the Gundam king. Uh, I mean, I hope it it didn't. No, but but anyways, so stoked for that. And then this weekend begins Chainsaw Man, Spy Family. Um... What was the other Mob one? Psycho on the Mob sixth? Psycho. Yeah. Why am I forgetting that? Mob Psycho. <laughs> Apparently we're getting, uh, you know, My Hero Academia. So we're forgetting about that. Bleach is coming back. We've got uh, Uzaki-chan, that annoying character that I guess people like. I don't know. Not seen it. Not going to speak on it. Hmm. Also, never trust us. This is not a review, <laughs> nor is it ever. Um, oh, hey, you like a show? That's good. Oh, hey, you don't like a show? That's good. Go complain on the internet. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so lots to watch coming up, really stoked on it. And, um, that's good. It's just good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I guess let's get right into, um, let's get right into discussing this show. Sure. Now, it's a tough one to discuss as proven by the fact that this is our take two. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the best way I can really explain how this show goes is that it's more of a, to use a highly overused word, this is a, this show is as visceral as you can get. I think it is driven completely by giving you emotions and kind of barraging you with it. I don't, it's making you confront sadness in a level that you never thought you would. And that normal people I don't think usually do. No, I have dug a pretty deep hole. Um, (laughs) You know, I used to date holes. They're just fun. Uh, and you know, that book was very popular when we were young, Holes, mm-hmm. uh, which then good led movie. to a very good movie with Shia LaBeouf. I love, uh, I usually, I say to you every once, once in a while, and I forgot it was from Holes for the longest time, but when they do that side story, I could fix that. I could fix that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, I actually managed to find a half price book, Books. Uh, a wrapped copy of the movie Holes. Did you buy it? You damn right. It's sitting <laughs> out there in our house. Oh, is it really? You have it too. Oh, you're welcome. That's why you <laughs> married me. Um, <laughs> insanity. Uh, anywho, but yeah, the, it's it's such a fun show to watch because the amount of moments that me and you could turn to each other and go, "Oh my god," because we're not talking base level like just attention grabs. We're talking some deep themes um, that 
the main character or the main setting, <laughs> the main set. however you want to describe it, <laughs> um, of this is one of the most tortured characters I've ever seen in a show. Um, brutal. Brutal. And it's so brutal because she's so fucking cute. You start getting this story of her and it, you're kind of greedy. It's kind of a sideswipe. You get right into the history of it and you get, you're like, who are these people? Where are the people we care about? Mm-hmm. Little did you know they were people you care about. Um, seeing that first journey into the abyss is insane. The fact that they got as deep as they did. Kudos considering <laughs> um, Rico needed reg in a lot of scenarios <laughs> to get where they got. Yeah. Right. So with his freaking million mile long arm or whatever. That's right. He only has one now. Thanks, Bondrude. <laughs> you, you, the gift that keeps on giving that guy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Iru, Irum Yui, Irum Yui, uh, our little cutie, essentially, and I mean, you guys have watched it. And if you haven't, this is a big spoiler. Um, they hit a layer in the abyss. They can't go any further. They start drinking this water. Oh, this water has these weird eggs in it, makes everyone sick. People are dying. This is the harshest part of their adventure, obviously, uh, which then gives us the aforementioned diarrhea scene. <laughs> uh, Vuelo Iluka decides, well, because she's taken on the, the motherly fig, the figure position over Iremui. Uh, when she lifts the blanket, there's poop there, the, which in this show, you're like, yeah, of course. Of course, they're going to show shit. That is what they do. We've seen um, Rico shit so many times oh in my season God. one. <laughs> I think episode one had her shitting in the elevator. Yeah. Uh, so it's like poop is going to happen in the show. If you don't like the word poop, uh, my boss actually, he's got a problem with that. He doesn't like talking about poop or the words that deal with it. Oh. Yeah, very odd. Oh. Okay. I think poop's funny. I think farts are funny. I think, uh, you know, I'm, someday I'll grow up. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a day farts aren't going to be funny. If you can't laugh at a fart, get a job. One Faye farts. At the DMV. One Faye, Faye farts, oh it's hilarious. God, she's so funny. And She'll do a tumble and fart. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And uh, so I've been asked, like when she toots, I say, did you toot? And she'll just smile. And that's so right. Cute. She knows. Her first word's toot. <laughs> um, anywho, so Edom Yui being sick. And this is where a very big portion of this show and its effectiveness is its world building and its its willingness to get you into a zone where your suspension of disbelief is off of, it's a record setting. They essentially show up out of nowhere. There's these robots that are the watcher, what are they called? Um, I don't remember they were called, but they're like on the sixth layer, they just kind of wander and they observe and they learn and they do all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaburun being our main one who is the protector of a later character Faputa that dynamic was so cute I love learning why she's called that what he's called yeah. there are so many sweet moments to counteract the brutality no pun intended shitty moments yeah. um, anyways the main point I'm trying to get to is the world building is so sound that eventually one of our characters kind of the leader of the pack Wazukian Waz- mm-hmm. comes out and he goes hey um, so Robots were just talking to me. Um, we got a wish egg, so we can mm. use a wish egg. But a kid needs to use it. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah, we need one of the kids to use the wish egg so that we can wish. <laughs> There's not even a question of where did that come from. You're just like, yes. <laughs> yes, that's what happens in the abyss. Yeah, we're in the sixth layer. Anything goes. 
little odd uh, to use the egg because it absorbs into you, causing you to look like a psychozoid. Uh, Irem Yui does a quick transformation from the cutest thing to, oh boy. Well, at, and we don't really know what she wished for at first. No, which well, is their speculation of it was to get rid of pain. Because she was so sick. She was sick and hurting and frankly, her being, and, and of course, the use of the wishes to be only done by kids is so that they are not um, tarnished like a, it's a proper wish not one that is constricted by you know the selfish uh, an, desires an adult and... selfish desire or it, the you know a, a book by neil gaiman which i think was like the ocean at the end of the drive i'm probably butchering that but it's a book that the main portion there is and i think there's a line in it that says something along the lines of like you know there's no such thing as grown-ups um there's just kids who have been calloused by their. So the title of that book is basically saying it's just a pond at the end of the street. But when you're a kid, it's an ocean. It's the biggest body of water you've ever seen, you know, and it's it's through your events and your um, experiences that you block out and you consistently want to put reasoning to it, which is what turns you into a quote unquote grown up, which I think a lot of people driving around here need to put some lessons into act. You can't. You got to use your turn signal. You don't get into the turn lane. And then put the turn signal on. I know you're turning, dickhead. You're now in the turn lane. It's to tell me you were going to that turn lane. You know what I mean? I always cut to driving. It's probably because that's what I do 95% of my fucking time around yeah. these parts. Anywho. And it's just insta-tilting. <laughs> right? It's so tilting. Anywho. So these wishes, they're, you know, obviously going big. And then, unfortunately, um, with the abyss, I, of course, the wishes weren't going to go as a, a genie lamp would. Mm-hmm. So she turns into meatloaf. <laughs> That's the closest thing I can describe her as. She turns into a whining mound of pink flesh. Flesh. This show holds no punches. It is brutal. Um, I know I called her out uh, last episode, but mom, if you are listening, this discussion is going to get weird. <laughs> And I don't even know. That's the one person I can maybe not recommend this show to. Yeah. At the same time, my mom's cool. So <laughs> maybe she's she, cool. She's watching cool stuff. She's she has watched some anime for us. She's mm-hmm. very thanks, ma. <laughs> uh, anywho, anywho. So it all devolves into now she turns into the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh yeah, you're going down the sixth layer. You should check out Meatloaf Tower. It's actually <laughs> a human turned. <laughs> the themes of this are insanity, but at the core of this story, we basically just have a girl who you thought it couldn't get any worse. Our two main newcomer girls, you don't think it could get any worse from Have them. already been abused and shunned by society, essentially. And, yep. and, and uh, uh, while Irumui is happy to be going into the pit with them, she was actually destined to just kind of get thrown in there to die. So um, ultimately, they got their goal <laughs> um, unfortunately uh but we've got it's just it's truly it's just a tragic tale that you know that you're hoping just for like a moment of happiness like i know that the end goal of this show or this manga once it eventually gets to it it's not going to be your typical lord of the rings harry potter oh the evil's been defeated no what's being told to you right now is a fragment it is a uh, it's something that could have happened before we don't know after these adventurers had gotten down to this layer we don't know how many adventurers have gotten down to there we don't know once you hit a certain level in this pit 
it's death or living down at the bottom and not everyone gets down at the bottom. So you might as well be dead. It is basically, you are no longer a part of this world and we don't even think about you anymore. Um, and for that, there's an extra brutality to this season that I don't know. I knew I would feel feelings, but like, this is a, this is a good show. Mm -hmm. This is one that I, I can't quite go and say, this is a masterpiece because there's a lot of things I don't like about it. I don't like some of the weird shit they do, and especially considering they're kids. Yeah, I know you want to go for shock, you know, but I will also say there's some people like this season was so disappointing. It's the same formula over and over. It's like, hi, buddy, you're watching anime. I don't know how to describe this, but anime is formula over and over. Yeah. Or the opposite. Like season one was so good because, you know, you... You had so many different storylines and then this one just ground to a screeching halt and didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like, true, I hear you, but they're at basically the bottom. Yeah, the six layers deep, baby. Yeah, you only have one more layer after that and then it's the unknown. So mm, don't really have much to go here. You just went from... Went, started at the top, now uh, here. Like, <laughs> And we now have, who is going to be quite the valuable character, um, Faputa, being... Immortal. Uh, an immortal descendant of carrying on the legacy that is Irumui. Was it, it's one of those things, we don't see much of her, but it is crazy to think that she is technically the most seen character in the show because she is where everyone is residing. Mm-hmm. This weird dynamic of... She's giving and sacrificing so much for everyone else. And while they initially went entering and, and going into this new Shangri-La in this layer six and being protected from the beasts that are outside it, which we kind of were describing them as seahorse horses, <laughs> massive. <laughs> there are some crazy creatures down there that will stop the shit out of you and their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so by becoming this Mecca, she's like, putting aside herself to, I think mostly to help Iluko. Mm-hmm. I think they're, oh my God, their relationship's so cute. And it's like one that doesn't need words, which I didn't think could be done in anime, but like they don't need it. It's just, it's great. But initially the adventurers to be saved have to go in, into her. And when they give up their bodies, they turn into hollows. Not nearly as cute as Nanachi, still our favorite hollow around here, who apparently smells good. Um, to everyone to everyone <laughs> you know the ticket in was give up your body and now there's this whole subculture of value which was very confusing mm-hmm. basically moral of it is and i guess it's kind of a i, I don't know it's like a, a a way of looking at it in real life but i guess value here is at its most basic of basic things are traded and given based on their actual value to that person or mm. hollow in this case. So kind of cool. I mean, I guess it gives you a, wow. Yeah. You know, theoretically, like I've got this little glass chicken right here underneath my monitor that my uh, beautiful wife bought for me. This is, you know, worth probably how much did you get this chicken for? Less than 10 bucks. Less than 10 bucks. Beautiful glass blown little derpy guy. He's one of my favorite things in the world <laughs> and only to re- be replaced because i had another glass chicken that i accidentally brought to pound town <laughs> that fucker exploded yeah from your monitor i was i was adjusting my monitor height and then it accidentally uh, came down like a guillotine <laughs> <laughs> and made the other glass one explode 
Yeah. Oh, damn, that sucked. But anyways, you know, if that's a, let's go with a $5 chicken right there. No, no, no. That is, that's worth $5,000 to me. No. Okay. Fine. 10,000. I'd sell for 10,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Listen, I love that chicken a lot. Oh, I didn't know you liked it that much. Well, of course I do. Have you Mm -hmm. seen him? (laughs) He is cute. (laughs) What a great chicken. Uh, which is just the longest running joke of my life. It's been going since like kindergarten. Um, but I also do love chickens. Anyways, Mm -hmm. anyways, anyways. So yeah, it's kind of a commentary on value and yada, yada. It's very on the nose, whatever. This show gets deep, but it's also, you don't, you can let it affect you in a deep way, or you can just keep it surface level and go, wow, this is a crazy ride. Which is kind of what I tried to keep it at. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because if you want to go into like deep themes going back, and we're only touching on it because this is where our last attempt got very depressing, but Irumi ends up basically wishing to be able to have a child because she was thrown into the pit because she would not be able to, which is also fucked up because she's a child. So how do they... Mm-hmm. Again, that's a whole different ballgame. We're not even getting into that. Um, we can all cry about that later. Uh, she is then, as I said, the most suffered character because she is then, unfortunately, uh, has to have a baby every day that is 100% going to die. So she ends up just basically holding on to her babies every day mm-hmm. until it dies and weeping for them. Mm-hmm. And then they take them away. Now, unfortunately, and it was a very cool way of showing it. Because at this point, we're following uh, Iluko. Mm-hmm. We are seeing it from her perspective. She has now gotten sick. She was kind of the mother of this entire village. Her getting sick, that's a bad thing. Um, and we start seeing that she's actually being fed um, by Wazu. I'm just going to call him Wazu because I don't want to keep saying Wazu-kyan. Uh, Wazu is feeding the stew and it's instantly making them feel better and it's great. The viewer knows what's going on. Okay. We all know what's going on. I thought actually they were eating Iruyumi. You thought they were actually eating her? I didn't even, because her offspring that she was birthing were already dying. I was like, I didn't put the connection like. Oh, I knew right away. Oh, you did. Okay. The only I was twist just was the fact that I didn't know that you had to have them as fresh as the fucking morning sun. <laughs> uh, so the, the messed up portion here is the fact that this, the, the group leader who took mm. on basically was taking these babies straight out of a, this mother. She's just crying or she's like trying to hold her babies. They rip them out of her hand. She starts weeping and it's it, oh, the audio department on this show. Mwah. Mm-hmm. I felt it like in my spine when hearing her cry, I was like, fucked. Um, I didn't like it at all. So you end up finding out that basically they're just like, well, basically we take her babies, we kill them. Uh, and, and he was like, I told you she was going to save all of us. It's like, you are one messed up. Yeah, mofo. he was a very messed up character, but honestly, most of them are messed up in this show. Uh, so with that being said, the themes in this can be crazy. I mean, that could be, you know, talking on some issues that are currently, I mean, we've had friends that have trouble having babies. I mean, this is a very, this show could be very touchy, but it's also in such an absurd setting and environment that's like, they can of course get away with telling this stuff and keeping it relatively in an entertaining level. You don't want to go just watching something. Anyways, moral of the story, uh, this shit's whack. Uh, so <laughs> our main characters finally end up showing up. Uh, Reg kind of less useful without his other arm, but he does have a new 
form. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes a little Super Saiyan. Uh, Prushka in the movie cared about her. Wasn't like the ultimate sadness when she turned into a whistle. Oh, that's right. You heard that. She turns into a whistle. That is this show. <laughs> Nothing is safe. Um, she ends up getting stolen, formed into a very pretty whistle. And we find out that when that is, uh, you know, Rico blows onto that. Some type of energy dispersion happens and Reg turns into a white helmeted super badass. Loved mm. it. Uh, apparently still nothing on uh, Faputa. She can still kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but so knows there was enough transformations. Nanachi gets a new cool helmet. There was so many Aww. interesting temporary uh, relationships that we were given in this show, mm-hmm. which I think were long lasting impacts in our characters' hearts. Uh, being able to see Mitty one more time, even in a kind of fake way, was super sweet. Kind of showing us and, and giving us that theme of like, grieving can have a relapse. Like, you can think, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. But once, like, we have Nanachi end up having this opportunity to see her friend again, and she gives up on the group, which it's like. And she sells herself to. Yeah. Bait. Beloff. Is it Beloff? Whatever the guy's uh, name. Beloff, yeah. yeah. He basically says like, yeah, you can be with Mitty, but I want like all of you because he's like some weird now after tasting those fleshy children, he wants children now. So Uh, bizarre. (laughs) He's yeah, it's grief on so many levels. I mean, this whole show is just the the different levels of uh, going through it. But now that she ends up saying, hey, Reg and uh, Rico, why don't you guys shove off? Because I'm going to sit here and just hold hands with Mitty, which was so sweet. Um. But then by the end of it, the, the sacrifice given for her, the sacrifice given for Rico, all of it. Um, we even have a, a, who ends up being our escape vehicle, <laughs> um, Majikaja, which is such a great fucking name, too. Um, <laughs> honestly, so cool. The design was great. Very robotic, weird character that first is our tour guide, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and gets us into the whole value thing. Um, which, quick side note on the value thing. Ma... That's three A's. Ma, a character we hate initially, this pink, very cute, hollow, um, decides to pick up. Um, I don't remember the little thing know, from I'm the trying. movie's name. The I little can't creature. believe it doesn't have a thing. It, it's not too big. But anyways, Rico has this little creature that was Prushka's. Anywho, uh, Ma ends up kind of just grabbing it and like squeezing on it. I'm like, oh, cute. Like I had this kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, cute. But then they zoom in and she keeps, uh, it, it keeps squeezing. Um, and it squeezes and then we are greeted with a camera angle of the, cre- the, the squeezed creature's butt as it hemorrhoidals right at the screen. <laughs> this show is a whack a duty. And I think it was... When um, Rico gets the little pink creature back, I think doesn't Nanachi poke poke the stuff back into its butthole? I don't know. I, I someone poked it back into its butthole. Oh, someone does. <laughs> little fun fact for you: I don't normally look this up, but yeah. the voice actress for Ma uh, Kana Ichinose, mm-hmm. uh, you may know her as uh, Yuzuriha from Doctor Stone, the chick with the headphones. But talk about on, right on time, on subject, voices, uh, Suleta Mercury from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Oh, wow. So 
Good, good on that. Any, there you go. Any other uh, sick, nasty ones? Nah, not that I care of to go through. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, forgot. Actually, a huge one here. Ichigo from Darling in the Frank. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. No, uh, no character off limits. Uh, but Ma, by the end of it, we end up falling in love with her mm-hmm. um, and have a very sad moment when Rico actually like talk about putting things aside and like pushing it past. Rico is a sweet character. I got to give her that for as young as she is and also as not real as she is <laughs> um, to, to have a good head on her shoulders and to have forgiven. And like when she squeezed the creature and that had unlimited value, yada, yada, basically uh, Iroyumi, all these tendrils come out and start ripping apart Ma and like to pay for the destroys debt. this little cute thing that she had. Well, Rico makes a new cute thing for her and gives it to her. And then our last scene with Ma is that Rico is leaning on her and then suddenly she's gone. Mm. Very sweet. A lot of isolated, beautiful moments in this show. And that's Mm. where it's like, I can't believe it's only 12 episodes. I truly can't because of the amount that I can look back and go, wow, I remember this and I remember this. It's dense, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, was there a part in this that struck you as your favorite or maybe your least favorite? Um, I don't know. Okay. My favorite, I would say, I'm trying to think is probably when it's near the end. I think it's after the tower's been destroyed, all the hollows are gone Mm -hmm. and it's our squad and Faputa are talking and we're getting a little bit of flashbacks with Faputa okay. and um, the robot guy, um, her protector, Ga- Gaburun. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's explaining or you're, you're seeing in her point of view, like when they meet and he's buried under the ground, like seeing that whole sequence of like, he's trying to show her like the parts he needs to fix himself. Yeah. That flashback. And that, that was really cute. And as you mentioned before, how Mm -hmm. he gave her her name and I'm not going to remember, but it's basically one part of her word is princess. And the other part is uh, the immortal princess. Yeah. 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 So I thought that part was really sweet. I think, yeah, they're, and again, for, for as fleeting as most of the characters from this season are, you're not going to, if you like someone from this season, best of luck, none of them are sticking around. All you get is Faputa by the end of this. For all of these fleeting relationships, it, it is so lovely. You, you don't regret any of those characters. They all had a place and they were all useful uh, mm-hmm. where they were necessary. Kind of like friends. Did you have a, did you have a highlight of the... Of the season? Uh, I would say kind of something similar. I thought that scene was very genuine, but um, if I had to put like an actual like, wow, that was the best part for me. Um, I don't know. The animation was stellar. Mm-hmm. So the entire thing was eye candy to watch. Um, this is so impressive. So I would probably say the same. Mm-hmm. Or when Reg and her are having this intimate kind of fight where they're also, Fapita doesn't want, like, doesn't want to, but is willing to hurt him because at this point she is in beast mode. It is all for her mom. I mean, we're talking about a character that 
has been used and abused, used and abused. Well, the mom has, but mm-hmm. like, you know, her oh. having all these memories has all this built up anger and is willing to like, you know, I need to do this for my mom and I need to free her, which is, she's certainly a hero in her own right. When she's ripping up the villagers, it's kind of brutal, but you kind of are like, okay, but you know, th- these, they've been living for as long as they've been living by using this poor little girl who had to give up everything. But, mm-hmm. um, did I, and oh man, this is what's tough. I don't know if this was first time around or second or, or mm-hmm. if I can say it again, but did we touch on, um, the memory thing? That may have been my favorite realization in the show mm, was when so. Fapata is, if not, then I'm just going to repeat it. And sorry for you guys. Uh, Iluko is turned into a hollow, uh, as the walls are crumbling. She unfortunately is hit by the curse um, and then is being transformed into a hollow. Now, what does that tell us? She's the only person that was inside of uh, Irum Yui that got to maintain being a human. The rest had to sacrifice their bodies, whereas she was nice enough and she cared so much about Iluko that she allowed her to just be with her as she was. Mm -hmm. That is fully committed to. Once she is going up, the curse hits her and she starts turning into a hollow. We have another hollow come up, the one-eyed one, the little cutie, mm-hmm. who throws her back down to the level of re- uh, Nanachi. Nanachi, which was good. Um, and all the sacrifice happening in this one moment was insane. It was like a crazy little war going on. But my favorite moment could be boiled down to the fact that they finally get Aluka hollow mode over to Fapata and she's talking to her about like how she wants more information on her mom. She'd gotten all this info, but she doesn't know anything about her. It is that cool realization of that. Uh, Irum Yui cared so much about Aluko and just kind of their relationship as they were on this journey and how much they loved each other that they, she wasn't even willing to give her, you know, child or, you know, successor, any of those memories. She held them so dear. That was one of the sweetest parts of the show. Bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think I'd give a shit about these kids. I can't believe that they're able to. This is when I've complained before about a show not being able to do something in 24 episodes or 12 episodes. This is a show that can 100% be pointed to and said, no, 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 no excuses. The amount of story being told in 12 or 13 episodes with this staggering and um, more shows should be like this. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how much money these companies want to make. My Hero Academia this last season was horrific and you guys should be fucking ashamed <laughs> shots fired shots fired but i mean you guys know that i this last season was dog shit we didn't the finish seasons it before i don't i can do anything i still won't give a shit i'm <laughs> done with this whole oh um yeah i made you dinner um only one bite is gonna be good and it's gonna be at the end <laughs> it's like chicken broth with a dumpling way at the bottom and i don't have a spoon long enough so i have to keep fucking drinking this <laughs> broth until the last one is the sickest fucking bite ever i'm like great don't want that again oh there's another one yeah i might as well <laughs> soup time <laughs> every season before was fine yeah the ende- and, and you're coming off of the endeavor fight and you're going oh we've been through it oh i don't need this <laughs> not today anywho this is Oh, funny, you're funny. I, I can shit on that show all day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually very excited for this new season. We do need to get caught up, actually. We should do at least a quick Okay, skip chicken through. broth time. Chicken yeah, chicken broth. <laughs> Can't wait for that little pea-sized dumpling. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so this next season looks... Because you see figures of 
Daku. He is Daku and um, who's Screamy Boy Bakugo. Oh, in their new outfits look pretty badass. Like good because Daku looks he a beast. Yeah, he needs to get his ass in gear. I'm I'm also just sick of you. Want to talk about people complaining about Maiden Abyss with the same old shit? We're six fucking. <laughs> we are six seasons deep, and this bitch is still breaking fingers. <laughs> I'm just going to turn this door. Oh, oh my God. I broke every bone in my hand. It's like, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> if I fucking try and play piano for six years straight, I'm going to be able to play it. This fucker can't even learn to, he can't do nothing yet. <laughs> I don't care if I'm yelling at a fictional child. He's a superhero now. He, he's a successor of the best here. Anyways, I don't care. I well, actually, and I've talked about how Reddit has um, given me spoilers of Deku's future. And it's like, I just, we need to be there. We need to be there. And I guess, hey, maybe we'll get there sooner or later. Stoked on that. Anywho's, anywho's, uh, yeah. So I think my favorite part of this is the entire season because I, there's not, this show doesn't do filler. Mm-hmm. Everything is used as a device to, you know, get us to the next thing. Now I did this shout out in part <laughs> attempt one at this episode, but I'm going to do it again anyways. If you guys are interested in the Maiden Abyss manga, um, please, this guy does not have nearly enough love. He's only got 15,000 subs for the amount of quality he's putting out. Uh, the account on YouTube is Mickle Pickle, M-I-C-K-E-L-L-P-I-C-K-E-L-L. Fun name. Um, but this guy does so much. He's such a Maiden Abyss fan that he actually is going through and chapter by chapter, he animates the manga. The entire, like, he puts music to it. He takes even snippets from the show audio. He adds sound effects. It is pretty, I see that you're taking a look for the first time. If you jump through, you can mm-hmm. see it's awesome what he's doing. The effort that he's putting into it, it can only be done by someone who clearly has so much love for the medium. I love his, like, caricature, like, uh, he is a cave diver. Yes, like he is a funny. big Maiden Abyss guy, so... Um, if you can, uh, if you do go watch one of his videos, I would highly, uh, recommend just, you know, leaving him some love, maybe give him a subscribe, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, yes. That being said, uh, that's out of the way. Now I can close that tab. I do. I do eventually want to go through this manga. I think I don't, I, I, as I said, I don't, I don't think it's too much farther ahead, but I, I, I need to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, music. Great. As usual. Sound effects. Great. As usual. Um, some notable parts that I think were stupid. Um, the toilet part with Rico, I don't need to see her dumping. I, I understand. But we it, had enough of it in season one in the first episode. Uh, we had enough of it when she shit in the elevator on the way down. We didn't need a second scene where she's getting sick again off of the food, going into the room, which they've bought because now she has a, it's like Harry Potter. Oh, you think you're poor? Oh, here, check out this <laughs> vault, Harry. Yeah. Oh, Harry. Uh, she gets this nice room and then the toilet's got these little tongues. I'm a bidet kind of guy. Trust me. If you guys, and I know it weird, some people out blasting the old butthole with some water, but I am telling you once you, you go bidet, go you ain't going back. And we're using one that's all just based on pressure. So this winter, you better believe that water is ice cold, <laughs> but we're still doing it because you ain't going to feel clean. That is winter's kiss. That's right. I, I'm telling you when I'm pooping on the clock now at work, it's just, it doesn't feel as clean. Nope. Speaking of moments that are just to gross people out and have nothing to do with the actual thing, that's what we're doing right now. I shouldn't even be talking about my poop. Um, anywho, she's got a toilet that's got these like little things and it's like she's sitting on them and they're touching her butt. 
It's gross. It's as gross as the story I just told about pooping on the clock. Yeah. Uh, that being said, a great show. I highly recommend. Uh, it's got its quirks. It's got its little areas that you're going to have to just ignore, but it's overall something that I think if it's not in the repertoire, should be. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys have a moment you loved and we may have missed it, go ahead and hit us up with it. I'd love to... Uh, hear your thoughts on it. That's the point of the Discord. That's the point of the Instagram. If you uh, see this, the post for this episode, throw us a comment. We're not mean. We're not going to judge you for any of your judgments. Half of our opinions are kind of crazy, but you know, that's what we're here for. It's the internet. Let's just all be friends and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> Anything else from you? No. Um, I think because there's the two storylines and we don't want to have a a bad rewatch or like a watch through like what our older uh, episodes were brutal. Um, No, I think we like perfectly talked about it. If you watched it, you know, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, we've given you at least enough of a taste of some of the moments and we highly recommend, recommend that you do go through it. Um, A cool little bonus too. It sucked having a break week. Oh my gosh. Uh, But it was a double last episode, which delivered. It was exciting didn't really because a lot of times you get a double they might do a little bit of a recap no it was kind of just fully packed with what they needed to um and it let the emotions that needed to come out simmer in the proper amount of time that it needed i thought the pacing was great um and this is a show that well well it's not perfect you know it's uh it's great and i I see it as being one of the the really good ones the Mm-hmm. It's certainly off the beaten path, the different ones. So I hope that Faputa continues on their journey into the into the abyss because they offered it and she was going to think about it. I hope that she, she's. Ba- so I hope it's basically given that the way it rolls and the, what I've come to understand is that Faputa is a tsundere. So she is a. Oh my god! Stop doing that, you idiot! But she's in love, so. Oh. Her saying, I'll think about it. It's essentially, oh, she will okay. be joining the crew from, okay, from, from what I can gather. Because we need um, another powerhouse <laughs> yeah. on the team. Yeah, we certainly do. Um, oh my God. Chapter 56. I, w- I was still clicking through uh, Mickle, Pickle's um, thing and it's the showing some of the memories or whatever and Fapita, oh God. Yeah, it's just, it's something that you have to watch and have the, the, the emotion, just see how, see how it affects you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it's so wacky. All right, that's it. I think, I think we've held you guys hostage enough and I think this is now going to be close to two hours of us talking in this room. So why don't we get out of here, guys, uh, definitely keep your eyes peeled. And if you haven't watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners this week, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. And then a, 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 another episode coming up. We're going to actually kind of do something off the beaten path here um, while we're catching up on current shows uh, that might be fun. And if you guys do this, definitely throw them in the Discord. But we're going to basically be picking genres mm-hmm. of or subgenres of anime and just think tanking and just coming up with some ideas and talking about and sharing. We're going to keep them secret from one another, but then we're going to come up with ideas for each genre. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be fun. It'll be a little, it'll, I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just going to end up creating Yu Yu Hakusho. 
<laughs> I guess. Basically. Yeah, right. I mean, it is the best. So It is the best. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Uh, if you've made it to this point, truly, truly a great friend of the show. And um, we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, there's not many people like you that can make it to this point in our podcast, but here you are anyways. Um, big fan of you. Hope you're a big fan of us. I definitely, um, you know, don't forget to uh, kind of something we were talking about. On the first recordings, make sure, as I always say, you know, tell tell uh, tell a family member you love them. Uh, to which we got into the story of my, uh, I don't know if we t- said it on the podcast before, but it doesn't matter. But my grandma on my dad's side was always so funny because as I was growing up, a little side story or not side story, but uh, set up for this is basically what would what would I do is like if I get off the phone with Danielle or I get off the phone with my mom, it is a, okay, blah, blah, blah. Love you. Goodbye. I'm one of those guys. I know some people are like, Oh no, I don't do that. Yeah, I get it. But we're like the family that, okay, love you. Bye. And while you think that that would take some of the punch out of it, no, we're saying it because we do love each other. Right. Um, and you never know. That could be the last phone call. You, the, we, we don't know what's in the cards. Okay. Um, but that being said, no, that's so morbid. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, my grandma, what I would always say is like, okay, grandma, well, all right, I love you. And she went, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know what, even if it's just like, I don't know, one of your friends or something, just you know, make sure you tell people how you feel about them. Some people need to hear it or give them a hug out of nowhere. Hug your, hug your dad out of nowhere when he's trying to do something, annoy the shit out of him. Oh, your mom. <laughs> She'll actually accept it more than your dad, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so that's that. So uh, we're out of here. Have a great week ahead. We look forward to hopefully talking to you guys on the disco and uh, for catching you next Monday for another episode of this silly little thing we call our podcast. Danielle, send them out if you can, please. Bye, guys.